You are listening to Takedowns to Breakdowns. So, are you excited about things reopening? Does that that means, you know, back to uh, back to the gyms and everybody's back to work and restaurants are open again, so you can go in and get your happy brunch, you know, like all the fun stuff, all that stuff. Yes. Yes, I am. And I, I know, here's the thing. I've, I, I'm saying yes now, but I've been very back and forth with this whole thing. Um, here's the problem. Okay. Media, media, depending on the media you use as your source of news, every death is a COVID-related death. Um, they don't take into consideration uh, what the cause of death was, just the fact that the person that had COVID died, mm-hmm. it was because of COVID. Had, it's nothing to do with, oh, obesity, diabetes, right. just poor health in general, right. on top of having COVID, right? So, yes, people are getting infected, but how many mm-hmm. people are dying compared to how many people are infected and they're recovering after three or four days. No one ever reports the mild cases of this shit. Mm -hmm. It's like the flu, right? Yeah, people get the flu. People also die from the flu. How many Mm -hmm. people die from the flu compared to people who survive it and Mm -hmm. they get on with their lives? Mm -hmm. That's all this is. It's it's a super flu. That's how I've always looked at this shit. It's just a super flu. So, yes, I'm absolutely excited. I cannot wait to take my goddamn mask off, especially at work, working in a kitchen when there's only me and a dishwasher and we're 30 feet apart and yet I still have to wear a freaking mask. (laughs) And I'm not coming into contact with any residents at my job Mm -hmm. whatsoever. I'm not delivering food. I'm not talking to anybody. I'm not doing any sort of physical interactions. Okay. And I have to wear a mask. So yeah, it's it's stupid. I I think <laughs> to be honest, we all should have just been infected. Who, oh. Who's to say I don't carry oh. the symptoms oh, at man. this point? Who, oh man. So who's to say? So why don't you? Who's to say that these masks even worked? You know, do I mean? Did they really filtrate everything we're breathing in and breathing out? Come on. N95 People mask, wearing too. gloves in the grocery stores, yet they're touching every goddamn item on the shelves, touching their face, readjusting their mask, and yep. they're continuing to wear the same pair of gloves. Yep. It's, it's all a joke. And that's, that's assuming that they keep the mask on. I was, I've been going exactly. out and I see people taking their fucking mask like underneath their mouth and shit. And I'm like, why bother? If you're, why are you even here if you like with a mask? If like, or the nose is exposed and yeah, they only have yeah, the mouth covered. It's like, what, what's the point? What's the point? Yeah. I yeah. get you. I get you. So, uh, and, and again, I'm, I'm considered, although you work from home, correct? You I know, work from in home. your field. In my field, I do. I'm considered an essential. You are essential. So, I, I'm sure we've mentioned it before. You are I'm essential. A, I'm a chef. Yes. I work in healthcare. Yes. You know, people need to eat. Yeah. So, we all, we all need that. As an essential employee, I mean, and I'm not, I'm not considering myself on the tier of doctors and nurses whatsoever or any uh, emergency employee, like, you know, EMT, police, like, I'm not on that tier whatsoever. And you are, I don't you are in my be, eyes. You are in my eyes. Well, thank you, sir. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I, I have to say, as an essential, and the person that still could, throughout this whole entire thing, has been continuing to go to work, Mm-hmm. Under these circumstances, it's it's time. I'm going fucking insane at work. When mm-hmm. I'm not at work, I'm literally in this room yep. all day. Yeah, and so is my family. Oh yeah. So nothing better than family life, though, man. Blessings. Yeah, and I get it. You know what? <laughs> Places are going to open up. Hey, there's going to be a spike in Corona, but you know what? How many people are going to freaking die from this? Just well, let people get it at this point. Know. Let people get it. Let people die? Let them build those antibodies. Let people die? What if we can't build antibodies? It's already proven. The people that... They, they've done tests on people that have had it. Not everybody, but there are people that are producing antibodies for this. So what... But again, how many... How many people... That? 
Maybe. Who knows? No, I'm asking you. Who knows? What are the, what's the genetic makeup that well, they found what? that they... What's the genetic makeup that they found that declares that you can build antibodies? Being honest, I didn't look into it that far. It was just something I heard uh, on the radio, like tests were being done. Okay. Uh, and and it was one of those things where they, they announced and they were like, yeah, more of this at 11 or whatever. And I just didn't listen to it at 11. Um, but... I mean, for example, I had a, a relative who's autistic mm-hmm. who had corona uh, mm-hmm. when it first, you know, when the, when this when it first spread. Like so, crazy. back in February. Uh, February into March. Okay. Um, I want to say it was probably the beginning of March. Okay. Had it for three days. Perfectly mm-hmm. fine. Cool. I think he was in the hospital for only two days. Why was he in the hospital? Went back. Well, because at that point, they, he tested positive, and this was so new. Uh, was he forced? That was just the protocol. Plus, he's autistic. He's in a special home right now. So was he, but was he forced um, by like police and gunpoint to go to the hospital? Could he have been like, no, I want to stay here? No. Okay. No. His level of autism... I, I really hate to offend my cousin, but not offending. And, and he's, thir- say, he's thirty years old. You're just stating facts. You're not. He's thirty years old, but his his level of <sighs> autism is so extreme that it makes my daughter look like Einstein compared to him. And my daughter's five. Okay, so it's a severe he's, case. He, a doctor, I think, once said he's got the the mentality of almost like a one year old. Okay. Like it's it's severe. It's not like a mild case. Okay. Um, does he live in assisted care? Or does he live at home? Yes, he does. He lives in a home in uh, somewhere in New Haven. So it's an assisted um, care facility at a, at a facility. So, right. So it was just like protocol. You know, he he had to go. Um, but he's fine. You know, he's perfectly fine. He's all cleared. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just coming from a perspective with a disability like that. You know. Hmm. Um. But that that was way off track. But yeah, man, I I cannot wait for things to start opening up because I am literally losing my fucking mind. But what about you? What what is your opinion? Uh, of course, I want to go back. I want my routine. I want the gyms open. I want to go back to playing hockey. I want my my life back, man. I think we all want our life back. I want normalcy to return. But mm-hmm. I don't control mm-hmm. that. So whatever. I'm just going along with it. Um, I am. I personally, it's out of my control. So at this point, I've just let go. It's just like whatever. If we're if, I I think when things start reopening, um, I mean it's already happened in every single state that's reopened. There's been spikes in cases again because obviously, of course, everybody's mingling. I think I'm just gonna. Yeah. I'm. I think I'm going to because I think I still have. I'm gonna have the option to still work from home for a short time. I think I'm gonna exercise that option and be like. I'll let all the other people go get sick, and then I'll just deal with it. I mean, granted, we're talking, don't forget, I think it was last episode we talked about it. I'm pretty sure I fucking had it, so it's like, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's like whatever. But at the same time, it's like, uh, I kind of just don't want to risk it. I mean, I don't know, man. Like, even it, let's, so it's all odds. It's It's all just odds. It's just like drinking or smoking or driving a car or... Or anything it's just odds it's just it's a numbers game you know let's say hypothetically mm. like you think every like like you were saying before how you th- how ev- everybody's saying or whatever like oh everything is covid and there's nothing else because it's only covid okay let's say half of that is actually covid right so let's say it's like five thousand people out of fifty thousand people will we'll get covid those are odds i just don't want to play regardless you know what i mean hypothetically again let's say i didn't have it it's an odds game. It's just like if I told you, if I told you that if you don't swim, but you can have a pool for free. If you have a pool, your odds of drowning increase just by having a pool, even if you don't swim. Right? Mm. So it's like there's no need for me to play with percentages. There's no need for me to be in a situation where it's like even if I don't believe anything or if it's all science mumbo jumbo or I don't know. I personally don't think anybody's lying because 
it's the whole planet and every country that's affected that's reporting stuff. It's not just like a North American thing. It's all of Europe. It's all of the UK. It's the majority of Asia. It's like, it's everywhere. So unless every single country wants to come together and be like, let's lie. Let's just make up numbers and shit. Woo. We get to somehow benefit from this by shutting down and breaking our economies. Like, that's not how that works. Um, in my mind, I don't yeah. think any leaders want to do that. So, um, yeah, I don't think like enraging your populace and breaking your economy is uh, really the, the forefront of most people's decision making. Um, mm-hmm. I, think it's, I think it's like, you know what? Like I said, whatever. I can't control shit. It happens. It happens. I want everything to go back to normal. But even when things quote unquote go back to normal and reopen, I think I'm still gonna live like this for like probably two weeks, and then I'll be like, yeah. "Cool, let's see what happens." And if everything is like kind of, because they're all saying it's gonna be like a little speed bump, like it will go up a little bit, and then hopefully it should go down again. But if it goes up a little bit and then it just fucking keeps going up, then it's like, all right, I'm still staying home. Fuck it. Like I just, I don't need to have a like a a fender bender. Just for the sake of being like, but I want to drive. It's like, fuck it. If it's like, I could save myself the hassle of having a fender bender. I'm just going to stay in. Now, I have the benefit of having gotcha. being able to work from home. So it's fine. I don't live with a family. So I have a lot of space and time to do what I want to do. So I have a lot of freedom in that. So that also makes it easier for me. Um, so it's, in other words, I'm saying it's a privileged position for me to say that. To be like whatever i'll just keep doing this for like even if it goes back to normal nah i'll just keep doing it for a little bit like i understand it's a privileged thing to fucking say because of my circumstances um so i'm not like ignorant to that so i understand that but that's why i want to take advantage of it it's like if i'm gonna have this fucking privilege i'm gonna just use it you know what i mean absolutely but like i get it and i was talking to somebody i was talking to one of my friends about this like they were like oh all these all these like Midwestern ladies just want to go get their haircuts. And I'm like, no, they don't really want it. They're not protesting to get haircuts. They're protesting because they want to feel normal again. They used to get haircuts because that was their routine. That was a normal part of their lives. They just want to have their lives back. That's really what they're protesting, the loss of their lives. Absolutely. It's not like nobody's actually protesting to go get a haircut. That's not what it is. (laughs) Like They want it because they have friends who work at the hair salon and they know that they're hurting for business and they haven't had a haircut on schedule and they know it's their routine and it's normal and it's fun for them to do that thing they've always done for the past God knows how long and that got ripped away from them and that's why they're protesting. Like Mm -hmm. I get it. You know what I mean? But I think that needs to be the talking point and nobody talks about that. They just go like face value they want haircuts it's like no i think it's more than that like <laughs> like there was that restaurant in colorado that opened up and it was like did they, were they like openly saying like oh yeah i hope we all get coronavirus no i think it was more like we want business our 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 community that comes to us and our clients and our customers that come to us and love us and we love them and we have a relationship with them they want to come back and support us let's just fucking open up and do it and we did it like I understand why this is I understand why the protests and why the the anger is there, right? Like you're taking away some like technically you're taking away a liberty in a way, right? Um it's for the quote unquote greater good, right? It's for the greater good. Um it's like the movie Outbreak on Netflix where there's they they lock down a town, military lock down a town, and if you try to escape you get shot, right? And then, like, at the end of the day, the president's, like, nuke the town because it's the, this virus is so bad. If it gets out, it will wipe out every, everything that it touches. Kill them. Like, I get that. <laughs> like, I get the similarity. Um, obviously, COVID is not that bad where you're dead in 48 hours and uh, they don't know the host pathogen and they don't understand uh, an antibody. and all. Like, obviously, it's it's a movie and it's not real life, but... Um, it's not like we're going to get a bombing of a, of a city. It's not like they're going to wipe New York city off the, off the face of the map because COVID is spreading fast. You know what I mean? So I I get it. I get it. It's all just, but you know what it is? It's just what, it's just what the news. Well, first of all, when I say news to me, news is just an entertainment source. 
Like it's all just it's all yes. just but this person said this and look how this person reacted to that and oh my god, did you hear what that person said? <laughs> like that's all it fucking is. It's just none of it's actual like it's so hard to find actual like this here's a statement, this is what happened in court, this is the proceedings, this is what's gonna happen, this is the time frame, that's it. Like it's so hard to find that now. So to go off of like news reports of everything, it's it's a matter of like just I mean, I don't even, I don't read or watch news, but it's, it helps me live this whatever, man, like, (laughs) like response to it because Mm -hmm. it's like, whatever, like when I start hearing about how shit changes, cool, but like, whatever, I'm just, I'm just doing my thing, just working from home and living in the same four rooms. Um, yay. So it's just like, (laughs) just like, whatever, you know what I mean though? Like, like I get it. Like. Last week, I got real anxious and real, like, pent up with, like, I'm going nuts. I'm inside all the time. Um, So I get it. I get it. But, like, yes, to answer your question, this is a long roundabout answer. I am super happy for when things will go back to normal. Um, Mm -hmm. This is the longest I've been withheld from, like, playing hockey since, like, 2009, 2010. So you're you're talking, like, 10, 11 years of me doing what I wanted to do, which is the favorite thing on the planet for me. And now I just, it's got taken away from me. So it's like, yeah, I'm really uh, hungry to get back out there and make things normal again. But uh, I don't know, man. I I don't control it. So whatever. I'm just going to fucking go along with it. I'm not going to storm the state steps with my guns um, if I had them and, uh, like, force, what, my own... All, like I, I don't know what it, my own amendment to the fucking legal stature of the state like that's not how that works it's like that's not gonna change anything so whatever man just yeah. like just gotta fucking go with it it sucks but you just gotta go with it um i think uh i think there is a part of what you're saying that i like which is just rip off the fucking band-aid just it's like go for it if people want to go out then go out if you know you're gonna get it, then yep. fucking just embrace it. Whatever. Like it's it's kind of like what I've always talked about with people when it comes to politics. Not that we have to get into politics on this show, but um, I've always told people that I believe in the freedom of choice for America, which is why there's a lot of things about America that bother me. It's like one a simple thing is like um like all the yelling about like uh like pro life, right? Like oh like abortions, blah. It's like well. You're trying to take away somebody's ability to choose. So you're trying to take away freedom. It's like, oh, you can't get a high. It's like, well, yeah, you're blocking somebody's freedom of choice to do what they want. Uh, it's mm-hmm. like, oh, well, you have to be this old in order to do this, but I could be this old and I can also join the military. I can join the armed services for this country. So I think you're blocking the ability to choose. Um, and I think that should be the same age. I think you should have a beer at 18, not 21. So, like, I'm very, Absolutely. I'm very much of, like, <laughs> I was joking with my friend. I was like, I think hookers should be legal. He's like, I don't think hookers should be legal. I was like, cool. I think you should have the choice. Like, <laughs> like I think you should have the choice. <laughs> like, I think uh, you don't have to fuck a hooker, but if I want to fuck a hooker and I know that, the, <laughs> and I know that they're protected by a company or by the government, they have state testing, they have security, so they're safe. They're not being pimped out by some kind of horrible community like uh like fallout by a breakdown of an entire city or area of town yeah i'm more okay with them like having a lifestyle choice that they want and a protected safe environment for them and the client and if i want to fuck a hooker i should have there that option go. so for me i know i'm very libertarian i know i'm coming off very libertarian but like i'm very much on the idea of freedom of choice so i know a lot of people are like america freedom america's free it's like no you're not you're not really free like and that's yeah, the other thing really. you're not really free like if i had the freedom of choice yeah i would probably align that a bit more but you're still not really free you're you live under a government like you can never really be free like we have we have like george carlin always said this and, it, and it's very true and it's like you don't have rights every american usually yells about about their rights i have my rights like my right to block no you don't have rights you have privileges 
we have privileges to things. Mm -hmm. And when people go like, no, we have rights, then George Carlin always said, then I present to you 1942 in Japanese Americans. Japanese Americans who were never from Japan were gathered up in trucks and sent to internment camps out west. (laughs) Like, you don't have rights. Because if you had rights, you wouldn't be picked up by the military and thrown in camps for being a citizen. That's the bottom line. But that's what happened. So it's it's why I, I usually preach like this about freedom of choice and how we have privileges and not rights, because that's how I perceive it. Which the lockdowns, I am in favor of the general the greater good, but I understand like people who say like, but I want my liberty to be able to go out. It's like, yeah, I get it. Because you're losing again, exact situation. You don't have a right because they're taking it from you. <laughs> So that's a privilege. You had a privilege to go out and live your yeah. life. You had a privilege to own a business. You don't have a right to own a business. They just fucking killed off. They just starved that thing. And then it's like, on top of that, it, it's like, I get it. You want to have your liberty to go out. But at the same time, it's just, yeah, that's freedom of choice. And you're losing your freedom of choice. So I understand why you're mad. Like, so I get yeah. it. I get it. Sorry to preach for my high horse. But like, those are my thoughts. No, on no. It. And... Speaking of this whole situation, Corona, you know, places slowly trying to reopen or try to get back into business or whatever. Yeah. Um, let's talk a little bit about UFC. Ooh, and yes, yes, two forty nine. The pay per view with zero attendance. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, okay, I want to ask you to start this off. Do you mm. think it was a the right thing to do? And then B, was this a success? So, I, I here, okay, <laughs> I'm beating a dead horse, but it's like you said, we got to rip the Band-Aid off, right? Somebody had to be first. There had to be, so in, in, in terms of sports, in, one of the organizations had to be the first one to just do it, right? And... UFC stepped in, like, we're going to do this shit. Um, But you know what? I think they did it in a smart way. Um, Obviously, they were constantly on top of testing all of the staff, all of the fighters. Um, You know, so, I mean, actually, there was that one fighter that did come up positive. Jacare Um, Souza, yeah. Jacare tested positive. Um, But you know what? They handled the situation. I think... Now, so as far as the safety with this, with, with the Corona thing, I, I think, I think it was fine. You know, like I said, they were constantly testing, um, whoever was at that, uh, at that location, obviously was negative besides that one fighter. You think so? Oh, well, um, oh right. The, t- the testing. I'm sorry. Well, well, as of then, who, who knows? Who knows now? Yes. As of then, at least who knows? Um, but now, as far as the experience goes, the experience of not hearing the roaring thunder of a crowd as there's two gladiators in this octagon-like coliseum mm-hmm. was very weird. Right? Dead silence. But dead silence. Dead fucking silence but they still put on the show as if they were in front of a hundred thousand people yeah and the fighters their personality their uh the way they were working themselves up and even after a victory or a defeat like they they were still the same even though there was like maybe 20 people in that stadium yeah uh you know, and again, it's just staff only. You know, like you have people jumping over the fence. Like, who? What are you jumping over for? Your one coach? Come on, you could have just <laughs> went through the door. But anyways, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, what I did get out of it though was the sounds. Yes. Of the impact. Yes. Of every punch, every kick, just every sort of physical interaction with these fighters it's amazing i mean obviously these guys are elite fighters to be in the business right without a doubt and obviously they gotta be heavy hitters even the people that aren't really too much in the striking game more of grappling i mean they could still hit they gotta still be able to hit anyways 
when needed. But it made me really... It gave me a better understanding, like, holy shit, no, these guys are seriously on a different level. They right. can go three or five five-minute rounds putting out that type of power, that type of cardio, that endurance. There was some... So it was weird in the beginning with the silence, but I also learned something from it. And it's just the appreciation of what these fighters actually go through and what they're putting out in that octagon. Right. It was it was just it, it was so it ended up being incredible. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, that 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 was just my my outlook on it. Um as far as you know, I I thought the card was great. Um I thought the fights were really good. Uh, well, before I continue, I mean, I, what, what did you think? Do you think it was a, a good idea for them to do a pay-per-view in this, you know, uh, I'm going to be honest. I, I, did they do it in Las Vegas? No, I think it was Florida. Florida, okay. Yeah. The fact that they did it in any sort of stadium or wherever... Uh, do you think they should have held it maybe outdoors or no. kept it indoors? So I'll be honest. When I heard the event was going on, I was like, really? Like, I get it, though. You're going to be the only sport on TV. You're going to get huge numbers. I have the numbers here. I have the numbers pulled up. Like, ESPN crushed it with the numbers. Like, obviously, because of the only live sport to watch. Like... From a yeah. business perspective, you can't fail. Um, from a social perspective, I can understand the people who are like, I can't believe the UFC would... I mean, first of all, you should believe it. It's Dana White. He's going to fucking do this shit. But I, 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 had, I had a similar reaction. I was like, is it too soon? Is it like, I, I want to see yeah. sports too, but is it too soon? But when I saw how they did it, it was done really well. I thought they did as best they could with the situation they had, and they delivered a fantastic product on top of it. And that's a testament to the fighters and to the staff of the UFC that put that shit together. Um, there were a few things I liked. I liked hearing the coaches. You could hear the coaches clearly. Yes. You could clearly yeah. hear them like yelling, yelling at their fighters and what to do and stuff like that, which adds a whole new dynamic to the whole fucking thing. When you can hear your opposing when you can hear your opponent's coaching corner yell like like do like a one two go for the legs it's like well i know what's coming like that's fucking obvious now he's gonna do a one two and then go for a leg kick um i think that's really interesting um and also i really i really like the way that yes it's weird because it's empty but i liked the fact that the intros the walkouts i could hear the music it almost gave mm. more personality to it. Um, so there's something very... And you made a good point. You actually said this point about how it, it's bare, right? Like, when you have a full arena, it's almost like a... It's a spectacle. It's a theatrical experience. You know what I mean? It's almost... You're watching a play. It's yeah. almost like you're, 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 you're spectating and witness to, to an event. And... That experience changes everything. It changes the walkout. It changes when the music hits. It changes when the lights go dim. Like think about what happens when like Conor McGregor's music comes on, and everything changes to the Irish flags and how crazy the place gets as the lights darken, and then it shows his face as he's yep. like walking in the hallway. Like that's that's a weird energy that you can't that, that that's missing. But instead of that, you got like at first it was weird, but the more I watched it, the more I got used to it. And you again, you again pointed this out, so I'm, I'm, I'm borrowing this from you. But you get this rawness of the entire experience, this realness, this almost like you feel like you're actually there because you can hear it echo. Yeah. You can hear them scream and yell. You can hear the punches. You can hear like you can hear the sound of shit hitting, like punches landing and kicks and like blocks. You can hear it. So it's almost like you're there. You know what it reminded me of? It reminded me mm -hmm. of training. It reminded me of sitting on the sidelines and watching people go at it. Watching two guys spar and then their coaches are just telling them what to do. Yes. Yes. 
It, it yeah. felt like that, which is crazy because, like you said, it's like the highest level mixed martial arts that you can find. So it was crazy to see that. It was crazy to see that. I think, I think it was a success. I think, despite Jacare being uh, te- testing positive, um, despite the drama with Dominic Cruz and Keith Peterson about him like bitching about the refing and the early stoppage and how Keith Peterson smelt like alcohol and whatever, I think it's. I think it was a really cool dynamic. I think the commentary was also really unique because I think it was Daniel Cormier. DC turned to Joe and was like, Joe, they can hear us actually. So like yeah. when, when you start saying shit like, like, oh, he almost has like, he almost has, I don't know, like, like the go-go plata. He's got to just like move his left knee over and that will open up the space. Like they're going to start doing that. <laughs> yeah. And like I, some of the fighters yep. were saying, like, thankfully I heard, you know, Joe Rogan say something about my ground game and I was able to <laughs> move over or like, and Joe Rogan made a good point too. He was saying this after uh, the event, he was like, they need to put us somewhere where they can't hear us because you have Daniel Cormier, an Olympic wrestler, one of the highest level MMA wrestlers in, in the game. And if you think they're not going to listen to DC giving coaching advice on wrestling in the middle of a fight, you're nuts. DC's advice with wrestling is so perfect. It's so technical. It's so specific. It's like insane. It's 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 so so to hear that. That's just that's just a cheat. You know, but but at the same time, I like that. I like that the fighters can hear that. I want the fighters to kind of know, like. You know what I mean? It's like uh, it's like yeah. upping the speed in a fight game. It's like let's just fucking see what happens. Just like let's just add this huge variable to it and let's see how things go. Let's increase the speed on uh, on the fighters on the like the on the game speed and let's fight each other. And it's like in this, it's like let's just up the knowledge base. Let's just give free advice so they can hear it throughout the entire fight and let's see how they respond to it. When you have Daniel Cormier coaching you on your takedown or coaching you how to prevent a takedown, and Joe Rogan's telling you how to how to you know escape a dangerous position on the ground in a grappling exchange like that's just that's crazy yeah. shit to me you know what i mean yep yes um speaking of numbers uh let's see uh us uh espn is uh stating that they are tracking above 700,000 buys for the uh pay-per-view uh, so their numbers, wow. yeah, their numbers are averaging 1.466 million viewers. Um, they estimate another 500,000 people tuned in on ESPN Plus, and they're saying at the peak of their time frame, from 9:45 to 10 p.m., they had 1.592 million people watching. Holy shit! Yeah. Uh. Yeah. So. Business, baby. Yeah. And like you said, you know, and it's Dana and that's a, a, a typical Dana thing. But also somebody's got to pull that bandaid off and Dana saw opportunity. He took it and, you know, clearly he uh, he made out, you know. Yeah, no, he definitely made out. I mean, you know who else made out? Fucking Henry Saljudo, Triple C. Yeah. Yep. He made out in the sense of retiring. Um, I did not see that coming. Um, so Twitter blew up. MMA Twitter blew up when that happened. And reports quickly came in that word is that Henry Cejudo said he's retiring and he's going on hiatus, kind of like George St. Pierre, for contract negotiations. So long story short, I guess the rumor is he wasn't getting the offer that he wanted from Dana White. So he just said, fuck it, I'm okay. going to retire, and he's going to force the negotiations to get the money that he wants. Interesting. All right, so he, he's still interested in, he, he still wants to be active then. Well, word on the street is saying that he's doing this as a negotiating tactic. That's the word on the street. Uh, um, kind of like okay. how Conor McGregor did the same thing, being like, hey, I'm done, guys. Thanks for the ride. Like, it's a negotiation tactic in a way. Um Mm. But then again, there are some people coming out that know Henry Cejudo that were saying, look, man, Henry Cejudo is a smart guy, and he's always said that he wants to get out while he has his health. He won in the Olympics, and he left. 
He didn't want to repeat. He didn't want to get more gold. He was like, nope, I don't want to go through the grind and break down my body. I'm going to go accomplish other athletic feats while I still have my health, and I'm going to keep moving on. So people were saying it was the minority, but the minority were saying, we're not surprised that this that Cejudo is doing this because it's kind of his, his method to how he performs. And he might go to boxing, or he might go to a different sport now, and then do what he can to maximize his profits in that sport, and then he'll move on to another sport, or he'll just officially retire when he hits that age. So, two right, main right. two main camps, negotiation tactic, or he's uh, he's done. He's actually done. What did you think when you heard about that? Well, I was shocked as well. Um, you know, because I mean, he's been double champ for. I mean, a little while now. It's been a few, well, a few years. Uh, he, yeah, since TJ Dillashaw, right? Yeah, since TJ Dillashaw, I believe. Um, which was two years ago. Yeah. So I mean, the or thing is, ago, is you yeah. and I have noticed there's a lot more fighters retiring early, which, you know what? I I agree. If they if. It's, and I, I think this was when a lot of the CTE news was coming out with certain fighters. And it's like, well, you know, like, hey, guys, this is a wake-up call. Like, this is a, you know, look at, the, look at what's happening to these veterans or people that have retired. And, like, years later, look, look what's happening. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, it could be a little bit of that. It could also be, you know what? What if he meets that one guy that's his kryptonite? And now he's no longer a double champ. So, or triple champ, whatever. <laughs> um, I, I, You know what? I, I hate to even call him the triple C because he only has two titles within the UFC. His gold medal's with the Olympics. Yeah. That I, you know, like... Champ status, what, champ in, status, in the UFC, baby. Champ is champ. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, whatever. Right. But... Um, so, I mean, it could be a little bit of that, the fear of, you know what, what if I do end up losing this, this title to a potential kryptonite? Um, you know, what? I'm still young while I'm holding on to these two things. I just got a, another win. Maybe I should just call it work on something else now. Um, that's how I would like to see it. You know, maybe, maybe he did have some sort of logical thought process on it and he, he is truly retiring because he wants to and he has a lot to lose for it Ooh, that makes it sound like he's running i don't know right i don't know um, for the record well, it's like well again it's it's like the olympic gold thing you know i mean i've personally he probably could have won many more gold medals but after that first one it was like you know what i'm done go out on top yeah, just go out on top. Why not? For the record, he beat TJ Dillashaw in 33 seconds on January 19th, 2019 to become double champ. While TJ was uh that popping was, hot for Yes. whatever it was, right? EP, that was the that was the the fight that popped him for EPO. Mhm. Mhm. Yeah. And then you have yep, uh, I remember TJ looking not human. I couldn't believe his physique. He looked like death when he was doing his weight cut. Yes. Yeah. yeah. He looked but. like a skeleton. Um, he only fought... Uh, he fought January 19th, then he fought June 8th, and now he fought May 9th. So he's only fought three times in the past year and a... Two years? Th- year well, and a half? Year and a third. Yeah, like 15 months. Three fights, which I guess makes sense, right? Because you have a fight, you have like what a two-month, three-month uh, fight camp, and then you have a fight, and then you have to like you're on medical suspension for maybe two months, and then you're back in a three-month fight well, camp. The, yeah, after, to the so medical. yeah, so that's not too not to criticize him. That's not too bad. That's that's a pretty standard uh, time frame for fighting. Um, yeah, I mean, we also have fighters like who was it like Anderson Silva or whoever. Like, they would only fight one t- once a year. Oh yeah, I mean, there were fighters like that too. I saw a great, uh, a great point. I think it was by Ariel Helwani who made a great point about this, and it was this anticipation 
for this UFC fight card. And the turnout and the results and the experience for the fans is reminiscent of back when they didn't have a lot of fights. Back in the day when they had like one pay-per-view a month and that was it. Maybe a fight night here or there, not much, but like you had one pay-per-view. Like, yeah, maybe every month, every two months. It was huge. It was huge. You know, that goes back to the time when we got into it. And it was like, yo, there's this fight coming up in two months. You ready? Like, we got to we gotta mug it down. It's going to be on Saturday. It's holy shit. You know what I mean? Like, like, like it, yeah. it was a huge thing. And you're there. It's like, I can't believe it's finally here, man. It's finally fucking here. That feeling of, of, of the buildup, the anticipation of it. He, Ariel Hawani made, made a good point of like, this reminds me of the good old days back when we didn't have, you know, six fight cards a month. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you, you know what? It, Ever since the ESPN contract, they've definitely been busier and putting out more and more, uh, you know, more and more fights. But yeah, you're right. There was this weird, just uh, I, I wouldn't say magic, but yeah, you just that felt that feeling like, oh my god, it's it's here. Like we're we're experiencing experiencing this live right now. Yeah. Um. Yeah, you're. Yeah, it was definitely a different feel for sure. Yeah. Um, um, now, question. Yes. Um, there's a fight tomorrow? No. Do they do fights on Wednesdays? There's not a fight tomorrow. What did I see? Who did? What did I see? Something was oh, on May wait, 13th. Oh, wait, wait. Yes, there is. Yes, was that? yes, there is. It's the, uh, yes, it's a Wednesday's fight card. I'm sorry. Yes. It's UFC fight night. Okay, are they doing this just because of the corona thing or is yes. it, has this always been a thing no they're just doing this because of uh covid so they're just jam-packing events in as much as they can and they, gotcha. it's gonna be okay. wednesday it's gonna be again in florida it's uh anthony smith first uh connecticut homeboy glover takshira from danbury connecticut um big, yeah big ben rothwell if it's oven st prue at heavyweight osp went up Drew Dober versus Alexander Hernandez. Oh, that's going to be great. Uh, Ricky Simon versus Ray Borg. Martin Vittori versus Carl Roberson. It's going to be a fun card. Uh, and the, it's so weird. To, it's so There's names that pop up to me that blow my mind away that they're on the uh, prelims. It's like Michael Johnson's on the prelim. Like Arlovsky's on the prelim. Like there's <laughs> such big names. It's just so surprising to me. But, um... But yes, you are right. There is a fight tomorrow. I will not be watching. But yes, there <laughs> there are fights tomorrow. <laughs> it's a work night, dude. I don't I like like. Yes, going back to the beginning part of this episode, I live a very privileged opportunity to be able to work from home with my uh, mm-hmm. with my job. But like, I still have meetings. I still have to wake up. I still have to log on. I still have to report in. I still have to like. I still have work to do. I still have things to accomplish. Like, right. unfortunately, it's not just me. Like, I've been reading shit on Twitter. Where it sounds like people. Are, I'm like, how do you have a job? You're like, you're you're like bitching about. You're like, you're joking about like drinking beers at 9 a.m. and fucking laying around, getting tired of your of like being on the clock. It's like, what the fuck do you do? Like that you could do that. I don't like <laughs> like. <laughs> It's just, it's just like, what, what? I, I like wake up and it's like, oh shit, I got to go to work. I got to get coffee. I got to like log on. I got to launch everything. Got to sign into everything. Got a meeting in half an hour. That's going to be an hour long meeting. So I got to make sure I have space in a, an area that's quiet enough for my video chat call. I got to read up on this stuff in case I get asked. I have to get ready to report this in the afternoon meeting. Like, it's not like a, yeah. it's not like, doop doo I'm just playing video games all day. Woo having a beer like it's not like that at all (laughs) so i don't know how the fuck people are doing it but um yes so sorry ufc sorry espn i will not be watching that fight tomorrow night on wednesday ufc fight night anthony smith (laughs) versus glover Teixeira. which by the way i think anthony smith is going to win just because i think glover Teixeira has got i think he's a little shot at this point with his chin he's been in the game for god knows like 20 fucking years so i would just say anthony smith just put it out there um so yeah I'm assuming you're not going to watch it because you have to do more physical work than I do. You have to wake up, get changed, get in a car, commute somewhere, clock in. You have to, like, wash your hands. You have to sharpen your knives. You have to lay out cutting boards. You got to pick up produce. You got to fucking prep. 
Like, I'm assuming, yeah, right? Yeah, I got to like, move my body tomorrow. Right? Like, I just stand in one place. I just stand on, like, <laughs> I put my computer on my washer and dryer because it's, like, right at, like, chest height for me. So I just, like, put it on the washer. Yeah. It's not a chest height. It's, like, at sternum belly height. I put it there, and it's, like, I just stand in front of the washer and dryer eight hours a day. That's that's my desk. So. Yeah. So that's it. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, let's jump into the controversy with Dominic Cruz. First of all, okay. first of all, was that an early stoppage in your mind? So it, it, it's going to come to a point, and I, and I, I know I question, I, I ask you a lot of questions about no, no, good. Uh, in, in regards to certain rules, but apparently, according to Dominic, as he stated when talking yes. to Joe, um, if he's in in the middle of standing up, he's still in, or that's a sign that he's still in. Um. Now, I I I don't know, man. I I. It's tough. He was also getting his ass kicked, though. <laughs> so, I mean, it's just excuses. And then, yeah, just out of left field. Oh, by the way, he smelled like the the ref smelled like cigarettes and alcohol. Yeah. That, All right, but that comment wasn't it also the same guy for multiple fights, not just yours. <laughs> so, what, what's what's really happening here? What what what's your excuse? Are you saying Dominic um, Cruz is a poor is a poor sport and a sore loser? Is that what you're saying, Mikey? Uh, I mean. He does his fair share when needed. Um, I like when he commentates, if, if that if that's anything. But other than that, yeah, whatever. Um, but I, yeah, I don't know how to judge that man. I mean, I feel like either way he was going to lose, regardless. Of the yes. call, I mean, I, I thought so like too. I said, you know more about like the specifics of the rules more than I do, so maybe you can even teach me something. I mean, what what's your opinion on this? I I mean, as far as do I think it was it was the right call on the ref? I saw the situation they were in. Uh, I I I I think it was a little too soon, although it wasn't in Cruz's favor. I still think he would have lost, but yes, I still yeah, think he would have lost it, as well. Yeah, I, I think it was a little too soon, especially if Cruz is right and you know he explained, you know, he defended himself and explained the situation, you know. But if I'm still on my way back up, it means I'm still in. But clearly, it was a you know whatever. Uh, so you tell me. <laughs> <sighs> I think. I think Cruz was on the way out. I think in a title fight, you need to let it go a little longer. Um, not by much. I'm not saying I want to see Cruz get brain damage. Um, I think it needs to right. go just a little bit longer. I think if it went one or two more seconds, that would have been okay. Um, I think if Cruz dropped one more time, like if he got like rattled one more time and dropped to the ground, call it. But he... Cruz has a point. He was fighting to get up. He was posting yes. and like working his way up. He was working his way up. Also, I think there were three seconds left in the round. Finish the fucking round. Give him the stool. See how he handles the next round. Take it from there. That's what I would do. Um, that's my opinion. Um, at the same time, it's so hard to criticize refs because you're, you're criticizing people whose job is to literally save people's lives. <laughs> well, not mm. save, but to protect fighters health like they right. have they have to protect them and it's so hard to make that call i think again in a title fight you have to kind of every sport does this and i'm a hockey player so this comes from my experience with hockey playoffs hockey playoffs draw so much attention because of the excitement the excitement isn't because it's a different it's a different sport it's not like it's drastically different the difference is that the intensity is unchecked. So, in other words, if somebody gets tripped, you know, they were fighting for the puck. If there was a big hit, mm -hmm. like, hey, he just, he, 
he just passed the puck, so he just had possession, so he's 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 eligible to be hit. You know, somebody crashes the net and hits the goalie. Hey, they were chasing down the goal. Like, there's an intensity level of expectations in the playoffs of, like, these people are playing not just for glory. They're playing for their future because if they win, then their contracts are set. They have performance bonuses. If they score in the playoffs, they get an extra $50,000. If they get past the next round and they are still getting over like 10 minutes of ice time a game, they get an extra $100,000. Like there's there's performance benefits written into contracts all over the place. So people play their asses off. They literally play. There's Patrice Bergeron on the Boston Bruins who played with a punctured lung. Yes, part of it is... Part of it is the hockey culture of being a tough guy and playing through pain. Part of it is the hockey culture of I play for my teammates, I die for my teammates, I bleed for my teammates, I do what I need to do for the team. Yes, a huge part of that is, is built into hockey. But another part of it is is that that is the expectation of intensity. I would expect a similar type of mentality from title fights. It's going to get intense. It's going to be rough patches. Guys are going to want to go out on their shield. Why? Because it changes their life. If they get the belt, it changes their fucking life. If they get the belt endorsements, uh, pay-per-view points, um, their, 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 their bonus, their, their negotiations for their contracts. Like you, you change somebody's lives with this thing. That's why people are saying like that was too early. And people say like, no, you were going out. It's like, then let me go out. Like, if I'm going to go out for this, then I want to make sure I'm 100% out because there's no way in hell yeah. you're going to give me 20% of it, a possibility that I could have came back and changed my life. Do you know what I mean? Yep. So I get it. I'm, I, I would err more on the side of caution of like, well, you know, brain damage is permanent and, you know, you're going to have cognitive issues as you get older and your life's going to be shit. I'm more on that camp, but I understand <laughs> Much like my conversation earlier, my, my points earlier with the political shit, I understand both sides of it. I'm not I'm not like, the president's wrong or I can't believe the states. It's like liberty. I'm not like that. I understand both sides of this conversation. I understand both sides of this conversation with Dominic Cruz and the ref. I understand Dominic's side. Like I said, it changes his life if he gets it. It changes the history of the, of that division with Dominic Cruz winning the belt for like the third time, fourth time, whatever. Um, but I also see Keith Peterson's side of like, my job is so you don't die on TV because <laughs> that's really bad for my career. And that's really bad for this entire industry. If I like, if you like get knocked out and don't wake up because I let, the, I let you hit, take, I let you take five more punches than you could have, you know what I mean? So yeah. it's so hard to say in these situations, but the one thing, the one reference I will say, and yes, I know it's not fighting, but my one reference will be, if you look at the playoffs in every other sport, the intensity of every other sport is increased because of the expectation of it, of the playoffs, of the championship. You know what I mean? Um, yep. That's that's how I put it. That's that's what I put it. Um, that that's my stance. Um, I know it's not a concrete, finite stance, but that's how I have to put it. I don't have a better way to put it. <laughs> I guess that's what I have to say. And um, now you know what he'll never uh, he'll never get a rematch. No, he at won't. least that we're aware of. We'll we'll see what happens truly with uh, with Cejudo. So, do you want him to come back, Cejudo? Yeah. Um. I mean, the thing is, is when a me personally, when any fighter announces retirement i say good for them and i only because we're more aware of the outcome if they continue doing what they're doing um or the possible outcome uh but you know it's every person's decision i mean sometimes it's not even a physical or a medical thing it's just like a mental thing you know i mean uh look what rory was going through at that one point oh yeah getting very religious you know I mean, he's like, I just don't want to hurt people anymore. And it, it, it depends. I mean, everybody's got their reasons. So I respect that. Either way, do I think it's too early for some? And would I like to see certain people continue? Sure. In Cejudo's case, you know what? It, he's defended his titles. 
Um, he's done it, I, I think, an appropriate amount of times to just call it and just walk away, for sure. Uh, he's still young enough. He could do whatever he wants with his life. I mean, if this is just a negotiation type of thing that he's doing, then, hey, kudos to him. Uh, but I would also be just as happy if he's happy with just walking away. So that's, that's how real... I've been feeling lately with a lot of fighters. Just like Zen about their decision. Yeah. You know, I mean, because in the long run, it's their life, you know, sure. We're going to miss them, but that's their life. It's their health, overall health. I mean, yeah. why not? And this is one of those, I mean, well, sports in general, right? I mean, you a lot of these athletes get to retire early because it's a it's a young person's you know game. Um, yeah, yes, it I mean, is. They, now they have their whole life to do whatever, so it's like go for it. Yeah, good point. Good point. Um, yeah, I like when I hear when I heard Dominic Cruz be like, "Man, I don't know why he made that call. Like maybe he's under the influence of something. I smell alcohol in his breath." I think that's Dom being competitive and just being like a sore sport in a way about it of just being like, yeah, that was very petty. Yeah. Yeah. That's the term petty. It just came off very petty. Even if you're right, Dom, yeah. it just, you just sound like you just sound super fucking petty for saying that. And again, that's something that like, I like you and I both give Conor McGregor a lot of credit for. Cause when he loses, he's very honest when he loses. You know? Oh, he owns up to it. Absolutely. He's he, yeah. He's like, I gassed out. I didn't manage my energy efficiently. He did when he lost to Mayweather. He said the same thing. I thought I was hitting him with good shots, but you know, it, it, like I didn't expect his composure. I didn't expect him to be aggressive. He was super aggressive instead of being conservative as always. Like he has been for his entire career, his the latter half of his career, and I wasn't expecting his um, composure. I thought when I poured it on, he was so composed, and I thought I could rattle him and I could catch him slipping but he none, none of that ever happened you know like he's he he he's very honest he accepts his faults um yeah i mean i don't think he I, his feud with habib is hilarious um because i think he just says shit just to piss off habib on purpose i think he knows that because yeah. he, he hasn't been graceful with losing to habib that's 100 percent a thing he's very petty with habib i think on purpose like, I think uh, he tweeted something to uh, Justin Gaethje about how, like, don't worry about that leg hugger. <laughs> like, <laughs> basically saying, like, don't worry about Habib. Like, don't worry. He's just going to hug legs and all this other stuff. And Habib responded, like, hug legs. Like, I knocked you down and I choked you out and all this other shit. Like, I think he just says it just to fucking piss him off. Um, yeah. Because it's Connor wants to troll people. Um, yep. So yeah, I think that's uh, I think that <laughs> I think that's the one exception to the rule. I think we know there's always an exception. I think that was an exception. That's an exception to the rule there. Um, but yeah, I, I think uh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I, I I I think that's a part of Dom, though, like. Dom, like if you hear Dom's trash talk, it's so like it's like John Jones's trash talk in a way where it's like he's trying to hurt you with his. He's not like like I'm gonna knock you out. Like oh you think you're tough. He's like no. He's like talking about like your family. He's talking about like your personal history. He's talking like about like like you failed out of high school or something. Like you know what I mean? Like he he's not <laughs> he's not like trying to be funny. He's trying to genuinely piss you off and genuinely like get under your skin and like he wants to live in your head. He he he's yeah. He's he really is doing mental warfare. Kind of like how John Jones does it. Like he's he has ill intent behind the words. Besides somebody like Conor McGregor who I think sometimes can have ill intent but overall he knows it's a business move. Right. Not to be Conor McGregor apologist here, but I think I personally think he knows. Like we even heard him say it. He was saying it to Habib in the fight. Like it's just business, yeah. man. Like you, yeah. you're pissed. Like I can tell you're pissed. It's like it's only business. <laughs> like 
Like <laughs> Connor knows that he's doing it for the numbers because he knows how to inflate it. He knows how to play the game. He knows how to play the fight game. He knows how to play the promotion. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that's um. Yeah, that that's 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 the difference that I tell. That's the difference that I can tell. Oh boy. But yeah, are you gonna be watching? You haven't told me. Are you gonna be watching the fight tomorrow? Uh, no. <laughs> 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 no not at all no. uh no man i too you late know, like Is especially late? the the main event if that's what you want to call it um Ooh, you know it's i don't know like to share uh you know whatever like i support him you know <laughs> he, he, i mean we all live in the same state right but yeah the same time it's he doesn't do anything for me. Like I've I've watched videos on him, and it's like, okay, you're clearly a filler. You're a, you're, and I'm using this term again. You're a filler fighter. You're just there to fill whatever rank it is or whatever slot, just because it needed to be filled. I don't think you're outstanding per se in certain certain things. I mean. But to be fair, I also watched a lot of like videos just within the last few years. So I'm I haven't looked up anything back in his like younger days, perhaps his you know quote unquote prime. Oh, he was a beast. I never a, really he, he was a fucking beast in his prime, a fucking animal. Yeah, he was a fucking animal in his prime. Yes, Brazilian animal. Um, he came to the UFC once he got to like the second half of his career. So he was never like. Okay the same level of absolute terrifying killer that he was back in i think it was pride um but he that's what i mean he's been around forever like forever um yeah um yeah like this i get i mean you're saying it so i guess i'll say something like it not to be insulting to the people who put their entire lives for this but it's just like it just I'm not interested in that fight. I don't like yeah. I don't I'm just like you said, I'm not that interested in the fight because of the fighters. You know? Mm-hmm. And I, I I like them. I, I like Lover. You know, I like uh Anthony Smith. I like I like everybody who fights on that card. It's just I don't I'm not interested enough. Granted, again, even if I right. was it would be a debate of like, well, I have work and I have to get up early tomorrow. Like I, like I have shit to do. Um, and that's the hard part about like the entertainment side of all this, right. Is just like justifying all that. So yeah, no, it, it's just me being honest in the fact that like, even if, if I had the time, maybe, I mean, I do like fighting. Obviously I like martial arts. We do a fucking podcast and I was writing a blog and I was training it. Like, obviously we're fans. Um, Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's just one of those things where this goes back to the point by Ariel. You and I used to like watch all the pay-per-views no matter what. No matter who. Every was, single one. We were yep. we were just dying for the next one. And when that ended, it was always, "Yo, when's the next one?" It's like, "Yo, yo, yo." Like I think it's like uh, I think it's like like 4 weeks away, 5 weeks away. Like it was always a thing that we did. Part of it was friendship. Part of it was we hung out. You know, we always went out to to Wild Wings and watched it. it. So a lot of it was the social aspect. But we got into it, dude. Like I still remember all the moments yeah. of all that shit. People screaming, like when Vonda and Sarah were fighting. Like, um, yeah. Like oh, I, I remember everything. I remember everything. Like all that shit with 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 all the crazy experiences and tables getting flipped and that shit. When uh, yeah, like all of it. I remember all of it. And it's yeah. And that's something that's not there anymore. Maybe because we're older and we're just fucking tired and worried about money. But like a part of it is also, I think, just it's saturated. Like you mm. were saying before, it's just it's a lot right now. It's a lot of fights. It's a lot of content. And it's like, am I, can I be attached to all this content at the same time and, and still be enthralled by every single fighter and every single fight? I don't know. I'm not even that way with hockey, and I love hockey. I my life has been poured yeah. into hockey more so than martial arts. I don't watch hockey. <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen a live game like on TV. I want to say in at least a year and a half, if not two. Um, it might even be three years. 
I just it's not a level of of priority for my time anymore. I just can't be like I'm going to sit down yeah. for three hours and watch a game this night. I don't have time at night. Like <laughs> I got a meal yeah. prep for my snacks the next day. I'm coming home from the gym and I have to stretch. I have to like do my clothes and all that other stuff. Like I'm just the time is not there anymore. Um, so it's hard. So it's hard to justify that. It's hard to justify sitting down and doing it. Um, that's a weekend thing. Yeah. That's kind of what got me more into football. I don't really love football in any way, but I'll watch it because it's something on the weekend where I have more time. When there's hockey, I'll watch it on the weekend, but I haven't had time to do that with the hockey game I cared about in quite some time. So it's it's just hard. And maybe this is this is a topic for a different episode, talking into why to watch, why not to watch, and all this other stuff, and, and how we age as fans. I think that's the next topic, but like... Do you feel yeah. the same way or do you feel just like, ah, fuck it, he's a filler? It's, I mean, it, well, it's it's not just fighters, but it, it's exactly that. It's, you know, now we're, and I have to say, I mean, even this past, you know, year plus, I mean, there have been many good fights, many really awesome pay-per-views. Uh, I mean, the lineups are like amazing, but it does become much and it's like, you know, it it has gotten to the point where I just look, I Google the results. You know, I really don't. There, I'm trying to even think of the last pay per view that I really anticipated and was. Uh, I think I know. You know I think I know which like, one it is. I think I, I think I know which one. GSP versus Michael which Bisping. One? Yes, yes, GSP's yes. return. GSP Michael yeah. Bisping. That was like the big. <gasps> Holy shit, he's moving up in weight. He's fighting Michael Bisping. Holy shit. Like, Bisping's yep. so big. Yep. Yes. Yep. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, so besides that, which has been a while now, I mean, yeah, I, I haven't uh, I haven't had any sort of urges to want to buy a pay-per-view or watch, like, watch it through a stream which i don't do wink wink um yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh i think if there's ever perhaps a connor versus khabib too i would uh but that's we don't know if that's happening so yeah it's just like like you said too saturated it, it's they're putting out fights that's awesome but it's too much it's too much. And I think it's getting yeah. to the point where uh, certain fighters, you just, you don't appreciate as much, maybe. I don't know. The fact that we're seeing them more often. You know what, you know what, let's, I, I don't know. Right. Saturation. You know what? Let's let's end this yeah. episode, put a pin on this, and move it to next episode, because I think we can go down the, the rabbit hole so. on this one. But uh, cool. Yeah. All right. So thank you, everybody, for tuning in. I uh, hope you guys are all happy and safe and enjoying your uh, freedom if you live in a place that's given it to you. And um, yeah, come out the other side. All happy right. and healthy. <laughs> <laughs>